Welcome to Fellowship in the Word Live. Fellowship in the Word is a weekly devotional podcast with Pastor Dan White, where we get to have practical, down-to-earth biblical discussions and uh, on biblical topics, and hopefully uh, see how it can apply to our everyday life, and uh, hopefully these uh, live episodes are a blessing to you. And uh, if you are joining us, once again, this is the live version, so you are probably joining us on Facebook, uh, YouTube, or Twitter, and it is great to have you all here with us today. All right, glorious day out there today. Jumped on my motorcycle and headed out over to Ben's here to a live stream with you this morning. Uh, when I'm done here, I'm going to head back home and put my shorts and white t-shirt on and, and um, mm. continue pressure washing the lodge that we live in we have to uh reseal the whole uh, uh building uh, there's a lot of upkeep on a log home which i'm coming to realize and uh, we got a quote the other day of what it would cost to have a company come out and do the work and the quote came back fifty one thousand three hundred dollars that's brutal <laughs> that's a <laughs> That's a house for some people. I got another quote that came back was $23,000. Oh my goodness. How can that be like cut in half? Not that $23,000 is not a lot of money, but 51 and 23? Yeah, doing the exactly same thing. Doing the exact same thing. That's crazy. That's why, you, so, that's why you guys do your homework, all right? Don't go with the first person you see. Do your homework and check things out. Well, we're doing it ourselves. Yeah, for and that I'm going to hire money. Pastor Boyd to come out and... And after it's all pressure washed and ready to go, that he can, uh, him and his boys are going to work on resealing it. For awesome! Me, so. Great thing happened Monday. What was that? I got a haircut. Oh, I have been waiting. I literally got my haircut the last day that the haircut places were allowed to be open. I didn't know that, and my hair was already shaggy at that time. So I went in. They cut my hair, and they said this is actually the last day we're allowed to cut hair. They're shutting us down tomorrow, and. Man, I was <laughs> I was overdue for a haircut. Now I know some of you out there have been finding some of the black market haircutters and uh, doing that, but for some reason I just uh, uh, we reached out to a couple and it just didn't end up happening, and it was just black too, market. too much of a hassle. You know, it's so that's my daughter-in-law he's talking about there. We're getting our haircuts, and it's like we're in an undisclosed location. No, we're not bootleggers. No, it's not illegal drugs. It's something much worse. We're getting haircuts. <laughs> well, just before I came here, Brad stopped by the house and he dropped Taylor? off. Yeah, he yeah. dropped off some uh, rice pudding for mom. He didn't say it was for me. Mm. He said he dropped it off for mom. Rice pudding. Yeah, I should have. How come it's not for me? But uh, dropped it off for mom, and he said he was going to get his haircut. Oh, nice. He checked the other day. There was a three-hour wait. So three-hour wait. Monday, I got to the haircut place at one o'clock. And what time do you think I got my haircut? 5.30. What? 1 o'clock, I registered, logged in. They put me in line, and uh, I didn't get my haircut till 5.30. Is that in Great Clips? Yeah. That's where he's going this morning. Yeah. He said they open at 10, so. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to have a bit of a wait. So <laughs> they just put you in order, and she's like, we'll call you when it's time. And it was like around 5 o'clock, and I was like, man, I'm going to get over there because they close at six and I got there and she's like, yeah, you got about another 30 minutes. If you just want to sit and wait, I was like, I will sit and wait because you know I do I, not want to lose my place in line. I cut your hair for years. Oh you could have goodness. come on over to the house. Guys, if we only had pictures of the way my dad used to cut our hair, 
It was awesome. It was a complete embarrassment. Ah. Embarrassment. Yeah, there's too much pride right there. I'll tell you. You would buzz our whole head and leave like this giant piece of hair right out in the front. I see those pictures. We had them rolling at the house. You were you were so cute. It's you know, you're a little chubba bubba. You had that little thing. (laughs) It's like it is unnatural. It's just not right to to do that to your kids. So well, let's get off of that. All right, devotion time. Devotion time. 31 biblical life principles that every believer should know. Not just know, but live out in your life. Amen. Okay? That these would become your philosophy of life. The things you believe that then govern the way that you live. And really, oh, I'm sorry, just yeah. really quickly, before we <laughs> jump into this, this is probably going to be our last episode for like within the next week to week and a half because my laptop is having problems and I contacted the company and they're going to need me to send the laptop in to get mm-hmm. fixed. And so we do all of this stuff off of my laptop. And so I'm not really sure how we can do this without my laptop. So therefore... We're probably going to have to take a little bit of a break until I get my laptop back from the company and we can start this back up. So I do apologize for that, but is what it is. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't know that was going to happen. I was going to say we couldn't do Friday because uh, uh, Shelly and I are going to head up. The deacons decided that we're going to open camp. Yep. So we're going to have our camping trips. And um, Kobiak opened up their camp. And so we we're kind of waiting for them to make a decision because they have a lot more information than we do. And so we're just kind of trusting them and following their lead. Um, so we have uh, campers we have to get up there. We got pontoon we have to get up there. We got a boat we have to get up there. So we're going to be making some trips, you know, to get all that stuff up there. Yeah. Uh, so we can uh, run our camping trips. So, so, anyway, so we we're going to be gone Friday. We do apologize about that. So it probably, we probably won't be able to do this again. I- I'm guessing probably until all next week, but then starting the week after that, we'll be able to start up again. Okay. So I'm just, just letting you guys know. Like I said, I do apologize. So you're about gonna that. be on your own. All right. You ready? You done? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. All right. Colossians chapter two and verse eight. All right. Remember we were in Ephesians five and now we're in Colossians chapter two, verse eight. This is our key verse. Beware, lest any man spoil you, ruin your life. Through philosophy, we've got enough of that. We don't need any more of that in the church. And vain deceit after the traditions of men, after the rudiments or the teachings of the world, and not after Christ. So we're looking again at the 31 biblical principles that should govern uh, how we live our lives as Christians. Number one, was that our intimacy with God is to be our highest priority. Hmm. Our walk, our fellowship with the Lord, our closeness to Him. Draw near unto God and He will draw near or nigh unto you. The second was, this is so important, obey God and leave all the consequences to Him. I was in a counseling session last night and and I brought that up. Oh, you know what? We just have to obey the Lord in this area and we don't see how everything's going to work out, right? That's why we have to walk by faith and not by sight. But just obey God in these areas and then just trust him to work out all of the details. Mm. And he promises this, a blessing, a blessing. Who would, who would not want to be blessed by the Lord? A blessing if ye obey the commandments of the Lord your God. Now today we're going to come to number three. And that is that God's word 
the word of God that we have right now before us, God's word is an immovable, immovable anchor in times of storm. And boy, do we ever go through some storms in life. And we never know when those storms are going to hit. I just noticed when I drove in that last storm brought quite a branch down in your yard. It, I thought it, you were going to get that cut up. It, yeah, it's it's on my list of things to do. Uh, it's a massive branch. It's actually, uh, I think I showed you guys before, but it's about this big around. I mean, it's like the size of a tree. It's like a tree fell out of a tree. And so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I didn't notice that until today. Yeah, it's huge. And just praise the Lord, it didn't land on the church bus because the church <laughs> bus is parked right next to it because that could have caused some serious damage or the church van because we have the church van parked down there too. Uh, so praise the Lord for that. But yeah, it's a big old tree that, that wind tore it down. So God's word, an immovable anchor. Uh, you know, Satan just wants to... Uh, remember what Jesus said to Peter. Satan has desired you that he would have you. Boy, mm. does Satan ever want to get a hold of us. That he would have you and sift you like we. Just make you completely unstable in your life. Get you off track. Get you to a place where you're making all kinds of foolish decisions, right? Suffering the consequences of that. Satan's come steal, kill, destroy... And he does that by uh, causing us to lift up the anchor mm. so that we're just drifting, okay? And once we start drifting in life, we are literally tossed. Remember what uh, Paul said to the Ephesians? We're tossed to and fro, mm. back and forth, to and fro. Uh, what does it say? An unsta- uh, uh, a double-minded man <coughs> Excuse me, is unstable. In all of his ways. So, Ben, lead us in a word of prayer, and we'll get into this one. Dear Lord, thank you uh, once again for bringing us here. Bless this uh, devotional this morning. Mm-hmm. Help us speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm so sorry about coffee, and again, I thought I was pretty much over that. But as I look back on times of my life when we've gone through those storms, and we've talked about the storms uh, of life uh, many times, We've preached messages about the storms of life. We've taken the example of Jesus when he was in the boat, you know, and the storm that came and how he was able to calm the disciples' fears and and uh, calm that uh, storm. But it's an anchor. God's word will anchor you. It'll keep you from being tossed to and fro and carried about. And, and it'll give you a stability that you need in your life. So uh, to me... What I do when I'm going through some real storms, and again, if you're not going, if you're not in a storm, you will be. Okay, storms come just as they come in nature; uh, they come into our lives. You've heard me say this before: either you are in a trial right now, and some of you that are listening are in a trial. You're in a storm right now, um, or you're coming out of one, or you're going to be going into one. <laughs> Because man is born to trouble as the sparks fly upwards. That's just that's just life. It's the way life is. That's what's going to make heaven so sweet, mm. right? No more pain, no more sorrow, no more suffering, no more tears. Because the former things of this world are passed away. So because we live in a very sinful world affected by sin, um, you know, it, it's going to affect every one of our lives. And so these storms are going to come. Uh, but God's word is an anchor. So... What's really been a blessing to me, Ben, is the Psalms, hmm. okay? When I'm going through a very difficult time in my life, pretty much you can just open the book of Psalms and read about anywhere because almost the entire book of Psalms deals with 
uh, David going through the trials that he went through in his life and how the Lord sustained him through that. Mm. But Psalms 119, I think every verse, how many, there's 170 some verses in Psalms 119? I'm pulling it up right now. Okay, pull it up. Uh, Esord. I think it's 170, let me see, 172, 173 verses uh, in the book of Psalms, and every single verse except one talks about the Word of God. In some way, shape, or form. In some way. Talks about the Word of God and the power of the Word of God, the sustaining uh, effect that the Word of God has in our lives. So when you're going through these storms, anchor yourselves with that unmovable anchor, which is the Word of God of God. It'll keep you safe. Okay. Um, so the Psalms and then uh, the other two books that I will run to is uh, first and second Peter, hmm. because first and second Peter was written uh, to believers who were scattered because of persecution through Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. Uh, matter of fact, um, if you have your Bibles there, turn to um, first Peter chapter five, we'll go to the last chapter He's kind of summing everything up in this first letter. Uh, he says, uh, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, like a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that these same afflictions, these storms, are accomplishing your brethren that are in the world. You're not the only one going through this. Others have gone through it. They've gone through it successfully. And by the way, let me let me tell you this: they don't last forever. Mom. Storm. I mean, some storms will last a long time, but uh, they don't last forever. Whenever I'm going through a storm, the thing that always comes to my mind, the statement is, "This too shall pass." I I just whenever I'm going through a hard time, I always think about that. This too shall pass. This yep. isn't going to last forever. This too shall pass. I don't know where I heard that. Or maybe I was going through something and somebody said that to me. But every you may time have heard I heard it from me because I said that's my favorite saying in the Bible. This too shall come. To could pass. could be. So yeah. I always this too shall pass. Okay, this thing is not going to last forever. But listen to this anchor here: casting all your care, be careful for nothing, full of care and anxiety, worry, fretting, stress. Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you, the anchor. Be sober, be vigilant. Your adversary, the devil, walketh around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Whom resist steadfast in the faith. Get anchored in the faith of this. Knowing that the same afflictions are accomplishing your brethren that are in the world. But here we go. But the God of all grace, get into the word of God, and God will strengthen you with his grace. But the God of all grace who hath called you into his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. Okay, please listen. After that ye have suffered a while. Hmm. Like I said, it does come to an end. After ye have suffered a while, this is what God is like. Sometimes when we're in those storms, we say, what in the world is God up to? Because storms can appear to be devastating. He said, he'll make you perfect. Which one of us don't, have, don't need to be made more perfect? Hmm established, we would say established, but established, strengthen, and settle you. Wow, those are four amazing things that God wants to do in our lives if we will anchor ourselves in him and his word. He'll make you perfect, established, strengthen, and settle you. And then verse 11 says this, to him be glory. 
See, we want to, don't we want to glorify the Lord through the storms that come into our lives? But how, how in the world will we ever glorify him if we're just being tossed up and down, back mm. and forth, you know, full of anxiety and care and, and worry and um, not really believing or living out the promises of Scripture? Mm. So let me give you a verse here, uh, Jeremiah 15 and verse 16. Jeremiah, the prophet says, Thy words were found. Well, you got to find them, right? Thy words were found, and I did eat them. He ate it up. And thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. Sure, mm -hmm. it anchored him, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it anchored him. I think that's an interesting uh, statement he made there. I did eat them. I ate it up. Consumed it. You know, I'm, I think of, of course, I'm the preacher, right? But when I'm preaching, I can see people who are really eating it up. Hmm. You know, I mean, they are into it. And then I can see those who aren't eating it up, all right? They are not uh, digesting. Uh, they have ears to hear, but they're not even hearing, Okay. But thy words were found, I found them. To find something means you search for it, right? I couldn't find it, I went and I found it. Thy words were found, I did eat them, and thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. Can we have joy and rejoicing in the face of the storms of life? Yes, the Bible says we can. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 19, here comes the anchor, which hope we have. Our hope is in this book and in the Lord Jesus, which hope we have. As a what, Ben? Anchor. Anchor. An anchor of our soul. Now remember, our soul is our mind, mm. our will, and our emotions. And aren't those the things that get tossed all around, mm. you know, when we're going through? Our mind, things that come to our mind, our will. Everybody wants to get out of the storm as quickly as possible. Our mind, our will, and our emotions, sad, upset, angry sometimes. Depressed. Depressed. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, it's both sure and it's steadfast. This is a sure word of prophecy that the Lord has given us here. So just let me encourage you today to just make it your philosophy of life that when you go through the storms of life, you're going to anchor yourselves in the truth of scripture. All right, anything you want to add to that? Well, I think it's really important to emphasize and to understand uh, that Satan hates the word of God. Um, there is an a more aggressive move culturally uh, to tear down God's word, um, to plant seeds of doubt in God's word. People that hold to what God's word has to say are accused of all kinds of things, of being bigoted, of being hateful, of being um, whatever word you want to throw out there, uh, be, simply because we hold to what God's word has to say. Uh, the Bible is our sole authority of faith and practice. If God's word says it's wicked, then that's what we, we're not saying it's wicked. We're simply agreeing with God that it is wicked. Uh, the Bible is our source of morality. 
It is our source of uh, truth. So everything, hopefully, that we do as Christians is based off what God's Word says to do or not to do, how we should live, how we should not live, directions that we go. But there is an extremely aggressive move, uh, specifically in our country, and I'm sure all over the world, uh, to tear down the principles of God's Word. And if, if Satan can get you to doubt God's Word, then, you know, he's got you. Now, I'm just going to touch on this Sunday. I, just before I came here, I was working on Sunday's message. And I'm going to talk about uh, four questions that every father needs to be asked mm. and needs to answer. Uh, we're going to look at those four questions. But I'm going to talk just briefly on Sunday about the liberal left's agenda and their attack on fatherhood. Mm. We see fatherhood just being undermined, uh, whether it's uh, through the uh, television. Hollywood. Yep, through Hollywood. <clears throat> Excuse me. Whether it's through our educational system, whether it's in our government, you know, uh, we see the rise of uh, homosexuality. Uh, we see what's happening, you know, in our cities today. Uh, this could all be attributed to the breakup of the home. Mm -hmm. Okay? Listen, God's word is an anchor. It tells us what the home is to be like, right? And how the father is to be the head of his home. Uh, so, again, when it comes to the family, we have an anchor that doesn't move. When we talked about having the uh, camping trips, I thought about uh, all those trips I take the boys and girls out on the pontoon out there in Crystal Lake. Oh, it be, if, you have, if you've never been on Crystal Lake, it's a beautiful lake. But the waves can get pretty high out there on Crystal Lake. And when you're on the pontoon and, uh, and you want to stay stationary, you drop the anchors. But sometimes those anchors don't hold. Mm. <laughs> you know, you're, they're, they're dragging on the bottom. And they just can't hold the pontoon in place. Well, if your anchor is in anything else other than the Word of God, you're still going to drift around. Hmm. You know, you got to get anchored in God's Word. It never changes, right? You talked about morality. God's morality doesn't change. Morality does change as far as culturally goes. It does. Boy, if that's not the case, look at the 1950s and today. You know, it, it so morality changes and really doesn't matter what culture you look at, their morality changes, right? It fluctuates. What they say is right or not right, which is what is acceptable. And, and not that's acceptable. what a lot of people say. The moral values are based upon the society in which you live. That's not true. No, we base our morality right out of the scriptures. Yeah. The anchor of the soul. Anything else? No, I think it's just super important that we all understand, you know, God's word is an immovable anchor at times of storm. But unless you establish that in your own heart, in your own mind, and you really wrestle through that and get that down, um, you can't take that confidence in God's word. Mm -hmm. You know, I know there's some preachers that are always undermining the word of God. And I, it's like, I don't know how you can communicate God's word if you don't even have confidence in you it. You know, that brings back years ago. Um, I went to North. I graduated from Northland Baptist Bible College, and I went to Northland to promote the Philippine ministry and to encourage uh, any students there that would like to take a mission trip with me to go. And I was sitting in their chapel, and the 
the school had grown to such an extent they were having their chapel in the gymnasium. That's the gymnasium I used to play basketball in. And I was listening to this preacher. He had his doctorate degree from a university, and and uh, he was uh, a teacher in a seminary. If I said the seminary, you'd know the seminary. And as he was preaching, I remember he was preaching through a section in Hebrews. This is what he kept saying. Well, this isn't really a correct translation of this passage of Scripture. This is really what it should say. And, and I mean, through the whole message, he just kept, uh, throwing doubt upon the Word of God. And he would say such things, this is a mistranslation. This is a wrong word that's here. It really should be this word. And he was standing as a critic of God's Word. Do you know how hard it was, Ben, for me to sit there hmm. and hear that? I so much wanted to stand up and say, that is not true. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. And I thought, if those students are really listening to what he's saying, they're going to leave there saying, I can't trust this book. Unless I'm a Greek scholar, unless I know the structure of this sentence, I can't, I can't accurately interpret God's word. It broke my heart. Mm. Okay, God has preserved his word for us today. And we thank the Lord for that. It's an anchor of our soul. Don't ever let anyone cause doubt in your mind as to whether or not we have the preserved word of God. We do. But it's not going to do you a whole lot of good if you don't read it. Mm. You don't, don't and believe it. Don't digest it. Don't get it in your heart, in your mind. You can do that through so many ways. Uh, you can use audio Bible. I recommend Dwell. It's one of my favorite audio Bible apps. Um, they do just a great job in that. Uh, listening to good, solid Bible expositors <laughs> that are actually teaching you what the Bible has to say, not a guy that reads one verse or maybe doesn't even read a verse at all and shuts his Bible, never refers to the scriptures after that. I'm telling you, there ain't nothing that drives me more crazy than seeing people not actually preaching. But what the some Bible of them are really say. good preachers, yeah, well, aren't they? They're very entertaining and articulate. They're and good, funny, good speakers. I yeah, guess you could say. they're funny. And uh, people people come out of there going, wow, wasn't that a great message? And you're like, well, it was a great speech. It yeah. wasn't really a message. Really. So people that, you know, a key to a, somebody that's a good preacher is what they will do is they will read the passage, explain to you what it means. This is what the passage is saying here. And then they help apply it to your life. That, if you ever want to know what a good preacher is, that is what they do. They read the passage, explain to you what's happening there in the passage, and then they help you apply it to your life. And, so. and what that's doing, it's anchoring you. Yep. Okay? That's why it's so important to be in church. That's why it's so important to have your own personal devotional time with the Lord. We're getting anchored. All right. Well, we're out of time here. Yep. We'll keep jabbering on forever if we don't stop. So, hey, thank you all for joining us today. Uh, like I said, we if you're just jumping on here, we're going to have to take about a week to a week and a half break. Um, I'm having uh, laptop issues and I contacted the company. They said if I don't send it in, then it I could end up having permanent damage to my laptop. So I'm having some fan issues uh, that they're going to have to replace some of the fans. So uh, we do all of this off of my laptop. So I really don't know how we can do it without my laptop. Um, so we'll probably have to take a week, week and a half break, but we will be back. And um, 
you know, stay tuned, get anchored. So, uh, you can download the, uh, uh, fellowship in the word podcast with, uh, pastor white and keep up with the audio version of that. And we actually do have some bonus episodes that come out on the audio version that you will not get on the live version. So make sure you check that out. And, um, just want to let you guys know that we love you. Uh, tonight is our Wednesday evening service, 7 p.m. We're going to continue our series in the Beatitudes. Looking forward to that. And uh, we'll continue our, our series of Beatitudes right up till about mid-July. And then Pastor is going to start taking back over the Wednesday evening services uh, once he gets back from, from, from vacation. 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 So already talking about vacation. All right. Love you all. So, hope you have a great day. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.